Hello, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. This is coming from from Prague, in fact, from the Social Bakers Engage Summit, and I have with me Yuval Ben Itchak, who is CEO of Social Bakers. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm really pleased to be here in Prague. It's a fascinating conference. I should say it's going on all around us, so if you hear applause or voices, that's because there's a lot of fun stuff happening. It is authentic. We are really here. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's so much we could talk about when it comes to social media. I just wanted to give you a little bit of my personal perspective, and you can agree or disagree, and then really appreciate your international perspective. So from the United States, it seems like we've reached a really important inflection point for social media. It's become very important to brands. It's no longer some something where you just have an intern working on Facebook. Brands are taking it very seriously. But it's not just an advertising opportunity. It's a real two-way conversation. And with that come certain possible downsides. There are uh, political risks. There are brand reputation risks. Something which goes wrong in social media can go very wrong very quickly. So there's the very positive side, and there's also the more precarious side for brands. And it seems to me that the commercial, cultural, and political elements of social are now impossible to disentangle. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, brands from uh, for years are always looking for engagement with their audiences. And on the digital world, social media is an amazing platform at the right scale to help brands to engage with their audiences using content. And content basically is the the currency between the brand and the audience. And many brands are using it for good reasons, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that to uh, have those conversations and engage with audiences. And what we learned is that there are some that are not using it for good. And... uh, we all started this year with, you know, those kind of big news. Everyone started to scare. Is this all going to disappear? Right. I, I thought almost like people going to the bunker don't want to talk about data and social suddenly. But what we learned is that, yeah, there are some areas that the platform needs to improve, and they are definitely doing that quite seriously, uh, trying both by people and also by algorithms to clean these environments that probably they didn't pay enough attention uh, historically, and that's enabled that. But long run, and if we can see also the comments coming from Facebook after this uh, case, is that uh, they are committed to this for the long run and will make it safe. And the numbers that Facebook shared, and we're seeing it also on our platform as we're right. serving so many brands, is that business as usual. It didn't shake the, or didn't change the main decisions of the big brands and also the engagement from people meaning that this is becoming part of our life today, and this is on a global basis. It's not in a particular region. Yes, there's no real pulling back, is there? Because there was a, some stories a few years ago about some big brands like Procter & Gamble reducing their investment in social, but it's not going away. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they're here for the long term. Brands really don't have much choice about whether to engage with them, do they? You're absolutely correct. There's no alternative to that at the moment. Maybe it will come one day, but right now we don't see anything coming close. Uh, when we looked on our data on our platform as these events happened, uh, we haven't seen anything change. And uh, I think like two weeks before the Facebook earnings, we produced a chart that demonstrate that nothing wrong happened Uh, at least in terms of the level of engagement and activity of brands on the platform. Because there's no other digital platform at this scale where they can operate and get the level of engagement and conversation with their audience as they do on social. 
And this is not just a Facebook story. It's all yes. social networks overall. And indeed, you're going to have to have that conversation, so you have to get it right. You have to know what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and the audiences today prefer a more direct, relevant conversation, better to have it as authentic and better have it almost like live. It's like a sport event. People kind of, you know, kind of develop a fatigue from these traditional ads that, yes. you know, kind of following them. And, and they feel they want to listen to people they trust and the people that uh, they can follow their instructions. So that's what we're also seeing big trends with influencers. Influencer marketing is a big thing on social media uh, yeah. in the last two years, I would say. And that in itself is a challenge because just because somebody has a, a lot of followers doesn't necessarily mean they're a good influencer for your brand. You have to look at what influencers are going to optimize your message for you? Absolutely. Working with influencers is not the magic. Uh, you still, there's, there's a work to be done over there to identify the ones that first are real and their followers are real. And the second, that uh, they have a conversation with their own audience that is relevant to your audience. So there are a couple of uh, best practices that we recommend for marketeers. First thing is learn about your own audience, what is their interest, mm -hmm. then look on the... Uh, other uh, influencers about the interest that their audience has and try to see the one that comes as close as possible to your audience. Second thing is measure the performance of these influencers over time. So three months, six months back to see if the, the performance is consistent. So it's not like someone that just had a spike or something right. you know, was successful. Uh, it, you see a consistent performance. And of course, once you start to work with that influencer, measure the performance, see that this is actually delivering the value that you are after. Because influence, it's a great thing. It gives you access to audiences uh, that really engage with them. And uh, But there are many influencers in different scale and definitely different price tag. Right. And you need to be smart as well. Okay. And one of the things I, uh, I've seen from Social Bakers is that you say social media is about engaging modern audiences authentically. And you just mentioned authenticity again. It's not just another channel to pump out a message, is it? There really is a, a need for authentic engagement. So what are the hallmarks of authenticity? Um, it's the digital version of word of mouth. You uh -huh. remember the days that, you know, there was a friend of yours, maybe something in your family recommending you about a product, about, you know, a vacation, a great hotel that you visited. The digital version of it are influencers, and that's the authenticity people are looking that, yeah, if someone's saying this hotel was great or this product is, you know, something I should buy, I need to trust that person. It can't be just no one that, you know, like a commercial on television that I know he's being paid for that. I need someone that it can be the chef in the restaurant I like, it can be the... Uh, you know, the trainer in the gym that, that I used to exercise and he recommended me about his shoes. And we are seeing more and more big brands of the world actually working with this level of influencers called micro-influencers right. and shifting budget from the big celebrities that they used to sponsor for many years into uh, the micro-influencers. And from what they are telling us, these influencers are actually needle movers for their business. They're actually making the difference. And this is kind of indicating how important authenticity today and the level of engagement they create with audiences. So it's really a question of trusted voices rather than just famous voices. Absolutely. When uh, some of the brands commented that they shifted budget from, it was in the U.S., there was with uh, one of the uh, big uh, tennis celebrities, and they shifted budget from that celebrity to the local 
tennis uh, trainers in, you oh. know, in the clubs, yeah. they notice a much better response at the end of the day. The uh, impact on sale was much higher than sponsoring the big star that was probably too far from people to believe that this is actually real. So uh, I think we have plenty of examples that this is actually working. And uh, I think that's just a good thing. It's a digital version of word of mouth. And this is uh, one of the ways in which a platform like Social Bakers can really help with strategizing, uh, as far as I can, uh, as far as I see it. Because it's not just a matter of looking at engagement in broad terms of getting likes and shares and so on, but you can actually go to a very granular level of breaking down which assets are working and which channels for which audiences, and at what time as well, because time of activation is important. All those kinds of things, and I'm probably just scratching the surface, uh, are at play when it comes to getting a real grasp on, on your social strategy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the big question from brands, so how can I do it in scale? I have multiple sub-brands, I have multiple uh, social channels I'm working, I'm doing... Uh, I'm creating content several times a day. How can I now calculate all those variables that you mentioned? When, where, how, and how much should I pay if it's a paid strategy? And this is where we plug in the algorithms, the right. uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence to help and provide you with a recommendation and pointing you to what really get traction. Because not every piece of content can really get everyone's involved. But we, uh, we show you with automatic content grading and say, this content seems to get good traction and our prediction in the next couple of hours or day will get more, more traction. Maybe you want to promote it. Maybe you want to push it. Whereas other content that although you believe is great and awesome, turn out that not a lot of people think as you do. And maybe, maybe you want to park it and move on. And, and that's important because when you need to solve that at scale, it's become a big problem and requires a lot of resources, and that's where you're looking for platform to help you be successful, and that's what we're focusing on. That's interesting, because wherever I look today in the broad marketing technology space, if people need to do things at scale, they start to talk about AI. And I should have actually uh, congratulated you earlier, because you're coming up to almost exactly one year as CEO at uh, that's correct. Social Thank Bakers. You. Before that, you were without Brain, which I know our readers will remember. So you've You've got a long track record with algorithms and natural language processing and that kind Correct. of thing. This has got to be the way social media management goes. It's got to use algorithms, hasn't it? Absolutely. I think everyone understands they need to use data. We are in a digital world. It's all about data. But there's so much of data. Mm -hmm. And to start to understand what's important and what's really is something you need to focus, it becomes very complicated to do it just with charts. This is why you need all these algorithms to help you achieve that. Uh, there are a lot of debates if uh, these algorithms will replace people. <laughs> I am more in the side of saying it will augment our work. It's not yeah. going to replace our work. I think there's still way to go for these algorithms to replace a real person, definitely in social media. Uh, but definitely they can help and they can save us time and get us more successful and at the end of the day help us to make an impact on our business. And that's what we are here to help the brand achieving that. I don't think you're going to get any brand these days to take their hands off the controls and let an algorithm run away with their social I would accounts. agree with this statement. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. definitely. Uh, talking of brands, um, got some very high profile clients, Walmart, Ikea, Coca-Cola, Nestle, just to mention a few. And you're also talking about data, and I just took some notes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, you're tracking something like 10 million social profiles. You looked at 10 billion posts. You've got 10 years of social data. That is very big data, and also clients across 100 countries. So you're dealing with substantial data sets for an awful lot of uh, big players. 
That's correct. And it's, uh, it's an honor after 10 years to reach that scale and be able to process all these data and provide you the real insights and the benchmarks and what exactly happening in your industry, but also with your particular audience and, uh, and content that you produce. That's the power that we uh, provide the brands that are working with us, and that's turned to be quite successful. Now, just curiosity, obviously, again, uh, from U.S. perspective, we think of Facebook and uh, Instagram, Twitter, for B2B, maybe LinkedIn. You must be dealing with uh, social networks which aren't so high profile in, in the U.S. What are some of the big social networks of interest to your, your non-U.S. clients? So, for example, in Asia, you see Line and WeChat uh, getting a lot of traction. Uh, you see... Um, I would say LinkedIn that is, is starting to get more and more uh, traction in the B2B world. Uh, so it's correct. In every region, in every industry, there is the uh, social network that most of the audience is engaging. Uh, it's not like one fits all. And it really depends on the goal of the marketer. If you want reach and reaching a lot of people, you may use Facebook because they have their two point something billion users, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily where the engagement is going to happen. It's not necessarily where your audience is spending their time. At the end of the day, we have 24 hours a day. We're spending some, it's somewhere. Uh, it's not everywhere. Uh, and you want to know where your audience is and how to engage with them. So absolutely in other regions, we're seeing other platforms uh, becoming more popular than just um, Instagram and Facebook, I'd say. Sure. And let's just touch on the conference which is happening here this week, Engage. Um, I've been wandering around, dropping into workshop sessions. I see a lot of the people who are attending here are clearly practitioners. They're hands-on. They, they want to learn about how to do what they're doing even, even better. Well, what's your vision for, for a conference like this? Uh, the conference is really helping brands and practitioners, but also CMOs to come here and understand what is really happening, what is possible, how can we help them in the strategy that they need to build for the year forward, and seeing the latest and greatest information and talking with other peers. Uh, and for us, this conference is important so we can share from all the data and all the platforms that we have what is really happening, what we feel is right moving forward, what's our predictions, and also how to be successful with the work that you do. Because what you learn pretty quickly from the people over here that the problems or the challenges that you have in your business apparently also available in other businesses <laughs> and other yeah. regions uh, you're not the only one and you don't have to solve everything by yourself sharing these kind of challenges and listening to how others are dealing with them it's very uh, productive and it's, it's these are the conversations that we have here in engage and that's what we're encouraging i I just met with CMO of a very large uh, hotel industry, and then there is a CMO of a very large sports industry. They're all here with their team, with mm -hmm. the ones that deal with that on a daily basis, each interesting in a different type of content, learning something very different. But they found Engage as the platform to get all of that, and that's what we are very happy to continue doing. Sure. My takeaway message from this is that Despite Cambridge Analytica, despite President Trump's Twitter feed, <laughs> despite the ups and downs of earnings, social is here to stay and people are feeling very positive about the opportunities with it. Absolutely. There's no alternative to social and I don't see that coming anytime soon. Okay, Yuval, great insights. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you very much.